Welcome to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things, including movies, music, TV shows, books, and more. The Sip List does not claim ownership of any clips used in this episode, as any film, TV, or sound clips are owned by the original copyright holders. Additionally, this podcast does contain spoilers, so please be aware. This show does also contain explicit content, so please keep that in mind as you are playing it wherever you are, work, car, etc. Thank you and enjoy the episode. that you will always remember this is the day that Captain Jack Sparrow ordered. Gentlemen, lady, you will always remember this as the day that you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Alas, my children, this is the day you shall always remember as the day that you almost... Captain Jack Sparrow. Red? This is the day that you will always remember as the day that you... This is the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things. And today I'm joined by one of the Podmigos, so two-thirds of us are here, KCB. What's up, Casey? Um, I would say my intelligence level, but that would just open the door to more ridicule and making fun of your Podmigo, so we won't go with that. So what's up? Um, my extreme interest level in recording a freaking episode of a podcast this month <laughs> for those that weren't uh on the pre-show which none of you were casey said my intelligence level which he always says and i finally said well you say that every time and i don't see you getting any smarter it's a valid point <laughs> <laughs> and i rest my case <laughs> objection your honor hearsay overruled um, okay, so yeah, it's been a minute since Casey's done anything, and since I well, no, you were, you've been on. Well, to be fair, I had a bunch of recordings in the can, so we haven't actually recorded together in a hot minute. No, I think literally, I think we've recorded one episode this month. Yeah, um, and we were supposed to do Police Academy, and something came up. Oh, we're for still, me still and doing then, Police Academy. No, I know. I'm just saying. And then we're, we're supposed to do this one a little sooner, but you've been sickly, so yeah, that's okay. This episode will be available Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure as we await on the edge of our seats the Johnny Depp Amber Heard verdict. And so I hope with it's that Tuesday. Said, um, 
maybe the listeners might be interested in knowing what we will be discussing in this episode since you're bringing up waiting anxiously for the Johnny Depp Amber Heard verdict. We are discussing, wait for it, our top five favorite Amber Heard movies. <laughs> I oh, say it with a straight face. <laughs> I will walk off this freaking show right the fuck now. I can only name two of her movies. Well, actually three, but either way, yeah, they're I, not. Oh, I probably, one that she was a star. But anyway. Is there really one that she's been a star of? Aquaman. A co-star, I, I guess. I don't know if I'd consider that starring all of her other movies have been very minor insignificant roles i mean i guess you could call magic mike xxl more of a bigger role for her you know the movie that she she never did sexual scenes in movies because johnny wouldn't allow it um for those of you that haven't seen magic mike xxl just fast forward to the last 15 minutes of the movie i rest my case <laughs> right canning tatum is dry humping her all over Hence. the stage Hence the no reason why my ass. officially over the last six weeks been renamed Liar Liar Pants on Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, we are discussing our top five favorite Johnny Depp movies because, of course, I mean, yeah, Johnny Depp is just... I mean, I will, I I guess I will give a little disclaimer. And it's funny because George and I were talking about this last night. Um, We saw a TikTok and this guy was like, men everywhere, you need to thank Johnny Depp and be, and he was saying it from a good place. Like he wasn't being an asshole, but just like bringing awareness to the fact that men suffer abuse. And my fear is, and George said this first, that first Amber has discredited actual abuse sufferers. And it's going to make it that even much harder for them to come forward. But I also have the fear that men who are abusers will now use Johnny Depp as their shield. Well, Johnny Depp was being abused and nobody believed him. So how can you just say I'm the abuser? And I do believe in innocent until proven guilty, but I worry that it, it bums me out because we believe based on the evidence and what we've heard that Johnny Depp was the abused person in this situation. Um, I don't really think mutual abuse is a thing. I think there's an abuser and there's a victim, but sometimes the victim lashes out or fights back or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't call that abuse. I call that self-defense, but (gasps) they're definitely both. They both definitely have some issues, but I'm glad, you know, men are so men aren't equipped to usually handle emotions or come out and say they're a victim or whatever. So I'm, I'm glad for that. I'm glad that Johnny was able to bring light to that. But I really do worry about the repercussions of a verdict in his favor. Not that I don't want it because he needs it, but I just, it it does make me a little nervous. I so. agree 100%. And I, no matter what the verdict comes down as this week, hopefully sooner rather than later, um, I still think we're a long ways away from this situation and i when i say this situation i mean domestic violence and abuse i'm not necessarily saying johnny and amber like many people have said and even amber's ex billionaire boy toy came out and said in a twitter statement the other day oh yeah that um yeah they're they need to just 
be done with each other and go their separate ways, leave each other alone, mm-hmm. quit freaking. And he was referencing both of them. He wasn't just saying Johnny needs to leave Amber alone. No, Amber needs to leave Johnny alone too. Right. Well, and he, he even said at, at their best, they're both incredible people. Yeah. Which, which I have no doubt, but that's the first when, positive statement I've heard come out about Amber, if I'm being honest. None yeah, of her friends well, even said that on the stand. They might have corroborated some of the stories, but they, everybody that got up there said, Johnny is nice. Johnny is generous. Johnny's an incredible person. Not, not one of them had a thing like that to say about Amber. So oh. it was kind of nice if it's true for Elon to come out and say something sort of positive about her. Even her freaking sister wasn't necessarily the most positive when addressing amber yeah so and then don't even get me started on the freaking johnny back on the stand when mr rotten born born (laughs) we see what you did there johnny (laughs) the the um supposed text message that johnny sent that when you actually look at the and you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, because we talked when about you actually it. Yeah. Look at the actual printed out unredacted statement that they put into evidence for everyone to see that right above the message that he read that Johnny supposedly sent. What is the one word above it? Incoming. Incoming. <laughs> Not like how outgoing. stupid can you be? Well, I mean, this is Mr. Rotten born yeah and you could tell when he because i was worried about that i will say first of all bringing in new evidence at that point but whatever but i was like wait a minute but johnny's reaction was like no that's ludicrous and that's even more ludicrous and i believe him because he admitted to all the other horrible shit he said but again him saying like well, I don't condone this kind of language or talking about women this way or whatever. For example, I her, hope her rotting corpse is decaying in the back of a Honda Civic or something to that effect. No, okay, yeah, that's awful. But he said it to his friend. He didn't say it to Amber. And that's what kept bugging me about Rottenborn is he kept saying that text is, is proof of abuse. It's not. He didn't say it to Amber. Was it a shitty thing to say? Sure it was. But he said it to his friend, probably in the heat of the moment. And Johnny uses very extreme, powerful language. We've all seen that. Again, not excusing. He's a very emotional person. Yeah, but again, that's not abuse to her. You see in the freaking cabinet abuse videos. Yeah. I mean, I'm still again wasn't abuse of Amber. It was abuse of cabinets. Well, yeah, exactly. And at the same time, I'm still not 100 percent sure what happened right before she started recording him i think that was was, right after when he got the news about his financial situation because i had also heard too that it was right after his mom died as well okay that which would elicit a explosive emotional moment but if i remember correctly from both of their testimonies she wasn't around when his mom died but yeah anyway but she filed yeah, the I mean, TRO two either, days either, after. Either either situation though yeah. could elicit in a a volcanic emotional outburst like that. 
Yeah. And I'm not saying it's right to beat up a cabinet. That cabinet did nothing to you, Johnny. <laughs> but I mean, obviously he wasn't abusing her. He wasn't even freaking verbally abusing her. Right. I mean, she kept... and she wasn't scared. That's the other no. thing. Like and she freaking snickered at the yeah. end of the freaking video. I mean, I lived in an abusive household as a child for a time. (laughs) And and when she talks about the cycles of violence, I mean, obviously she researched that because she didn't experience it, but she's not wrong. Usually when people get to that point where he's at in that video, it could escalate to that person then turning their anger on you. Like, that's a valid point, but it's all moot because she wasn't fucking scared. She was standing there. She was recording him. She adjusted the camera to get more of him. And then when he saw her recording and she was just like, and then she followed him. You could see her walking after him. She's mm-hmm. not scared of him. If you're being abused, you would have left right away. Yeah. So I call bullshit. There was so much hypocrisy. In, and I have said, and you can attest to this because we've discussed this many a times over the last six weeks that I'm not saying at all ever that Johnny is 100% innocent right? in this whole thing. I will say this. I am a huge Johnny Depp fan and I will always support Johnny Depp. I, as an actor, I appreciate his work. Again, I don't think he's hundred percent innocent, but I don't think he's hundred percent guilty either. Right. And this I- is a- basically a situation of oil and water don't make vinegar right i mean i do oil and water make vinegar whatever however you want to no oil and water don't mix (laughs) yeah you know what i mean i do hope though that 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 amber does have some redeeming qualities and that she can get help because she has a daughter that's what terrifies me like johnny will move on johnny will be okay but you She's mean the daughter raising that supposedly a woman. Social media is threatening to put in the microwave and cook. I really hope nobody said that to her, but it actually wouldn't surprise me. People are disgusting. And, oh, I agree. And that. And for I, as much as we've made fun of Amber and Elaine and Rottenborn she, or whatever, she, they all they're, are they're human all people. And I, you know, I don't wish, like, actually wish harm on her, but. I, I do expect her to be held accountable for what she's done. So, yeah. you know. No, I think she has made very harmful statements against her ex-husband. Yeah. I think Again, sexual she abuse. Deserves some kind, I don't think she deserves freaking 20 years in jail for perjury either. I mean, to, and that's the other thing is that, you know, he they got Johnny to say abuse comes in many forms. And then Dr. Curry said the same thing. Fucking duh. We know abuse comes in many forms, not just physical. But the reason that they are there is because she said she suffered sexual violence and physical abuse from Johnny. Mm -hmm. Those are very damning statements. If somebody came out and Johnny about Johnny said, well, he called me a cunt 27 times yesterday. Of course, people aren't going to like that. And they're going to kind of it's going to pique their interest or their attention. But it's not the same as calling him a wife beater or saying he raped me with a maybe broken, maybe not bottle, which by the way, uh, as the owner of a vagina, I can tell when a guy needs to cut his nails. If I was being raped with a broken piece of glass, I promise I would know that. So again, I call bullshit. Yeah. That, yeah. 
like I said, there's sorry, a I know whole that was vivid, of... but I'm just saying. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. It's a thought that I've had in my head for the last six weeks. I mean, there's so much stuff that has come out during this trial that it's like really I mean is are these the best lies that you can come up with lady mm-hmm. well and she's I mean she stole it from her ex-assistant and I still uh, say that she stole some of it from Gone Girl but so it's just you know she she definitely fits the bill for borderline personality disorder um, yeah. and again we you know I don't know what I'm going to do with my armchair law degree once this trial's over. <laughs> right. But, but I, I don't know. And, you know, for Johnny, who is such a private person, that's the other thing. And they asked about this in closing. What would be his motive? Johnny is so private. Would he risk all re- releasing all those text messages, all those just calling her flappy fish market and something come guzzler and slippery yeah. four and cut this and cut that and pardon my language why would he all that's going to do is make people think less of him at, at the least you know so why would he be willing to put all that out there all of these horribly private details if he didn't think that he was right you know what i mean like i just i don't i don't know um we don't have to talk about this the whole time, but I was going to say one other thing. It's the, I can't remember if we talked about this, but I think the the biggest mistake in closing was Elaine talking about the hundred million dollars. When she said, you know, she basically said, well, Johnny sued her for $50 million. So we said, you know what, guess what? We're going to sue you for a hundred million. And she said, I'm not standing up here asking you to give her a hundred million dollars. We just want you to be reasonable and fair and, and give her what she deserves. So you just told the jury that they've been lied to this entire time. They uh-huh. basically doubled his number and said, here, in your face, we'll show you. Instead of actually trying to prove that Amber lost $100 million, which is what their burden of proof would be for her counterclaim. People don't yeah, like but- to be made fools of. And I think the jury is going to take that into consideration. Well, and let's be honest. Um, they proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that the amount of money that she gained to lose from losing Aquaman was nowhere near a hundred million dollars. It was barely even to 50 and that was stretching it. That was by I mean, the 50 came from comparing her to Galvin. A million dollars and- for one. She should have made 2 million for two. If there was going to be an Aquaman three, which probably there's going to be, she was guaranteed $4 million. Yeah. Um, four, five, six, seven well, million dollars is not freaking a hundred million dollars. No, but to be fair, those those roles and that amount of money open up doors to other things like endorsements and other studio movies and oh, stuff I, like that. It, but you can't necessarily prove that though either. Right. Well, but that's why you have to base it off the the comps, which is what that lady thought she did by comparing her to. Again, this is the other biggest pet peeve of this whole trial. It's Zendaya, not Zendaya. Zendaya even has a video where she tells people how to pronounce her name because they screw it up all the time. <laughs> or Camille Vasquez. Yeah. Okay. I mean, six weeks and Elaine can't learn to say Vasquez and can't learn how to turn on her mic. 
Yeah, I don't I, know how, how many times she got told by freaking the judge. She's like, I can't hear you if you don't turn on your microphone. I will say, no. I do feel bad for Elaine and even the rest of Amber's team because she obviously wasn't easy to work with. Amber will be fine regardless of what happens, but those people are probably never going to work again. Their careers are over. And it's so telling to see yeah. how Johnny's lawyers, whether he wins or loses, they care about him. They, they have a camaraderie. They're there, not just as lawyers, but also for him as a person. You can see them hugging and, you know, relief and happiness. Elaine left the court crying. Like, that's just, that's so sad but, to me. Uh, that makes me feel terrible. I'm I actually deleted even... a TikTok I made about Elaine because of that. Trying so to assume, you know, the relationship amongst, because I know that there's more members of Johnny's team than just Ben and Camille. But well, yeah. the, two, the two that you see slapped all over the media is his relationship with Ben and his budding romance with Camille. <laughs> and do not even bother bringing up the fact she's married my ass. Yeah, okay. Her loves Johnny. Who doesn't love Johnny? Amber still loves Johnny. That's what this is all about. Well, she can't yeah, stand I mean, that she lost. If realistically, if Johnny was to come crawling back on his hands and knees, she would probably take him back. Yeah. So. I will say my I think my two favorite moments of the trial were when Johnny testified when they asked him if he uh the when he basically testified to being clean of drugs and the way that he smiled and just said, yeah, have, you know, I can't remember exactly what he said, but was basically saying, yeah, I don't, I don't do that anymore. And he just looked so happy and content, like the way he smiled, it was so endearing. Yeah, no, I know exactly which moment you're talking about. Yeah. You, you can tell when an addict is lying and putting on a show mm -hmm. and you can tell there's a difference between that moment and a moment of pure happiness. Yeah. And Johnny had that look of pure happiness on his yeah. face when he basically told the world, I'm clean. Yeah. And, and then no matter where you're going to go with these, this line of questioning, you're not going to freaking beat right. me with it. And he admitted to all of it. That's the other thing. He admitted that he did cocaine. Like, and he did, he admitted that he did all this stuff, but he didn't let them, you know, did you ever take uh, six to seven tablets of MDMA? No, because I'd be dead. Like, you're not going to trap me into something like that. Like, Eight I'll to admit 10 I did tablets it. of MDMA. Huh? Eight to ten tablets of MDMA. Whatever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure two, three or more tablets of ecstasy would fuck you up real good. Even if you well, have a high tolerance. I would imagine over a long period of time, yeah, you build up a tolerance. But, yeah, some of the numbers that they were talking about during questioning, I mean, a handful of whatever yeah yeah well if it didn't uh, kill him it would have at least induced an overdose right and um, name me a time that we've seen in the media johnny depp rushed to the hospital after severe overdose from mdma or right. cocaine or whatever thank god we haven't but and they told the dirty details of him being treated on the island of his withdrawals. Of I mean, he didn't hide any of that. That's the thing. And they showed all these text messages where he apologized to Amber for his behavior. And they want to get up there and say he hasn't taken accountability for anything. 
Where is one message of Amber apologizing other than I'm sorry I didn't hit you with a closed fist? That's the only I'm sorry you heard from her this entire time. So you mean in the audio clip where she admits to abusing I didn't, I didn't her then you. husband. Yeah. Um, but no, the other one I was going to say real quick was at the end, which we talked about when he said, no matter what happens, I made it here. I told the truth and I told oh, my story. that just made me want to cry. And he you know, lifted the burden off his shoulders. Like, ugh. I think for the jury to, you know, Rottenborn tried with the, if you found she was abused even once, you have to choose for her. But I think the main thing is if, if they want to, like Camille said, you either believe one part you believe all of it or you believe none of it so there's that and then you also have to believe that every single person that showed up in that courtroom is lying and that amber is telling the truth because even you know rocky and josh and whatever they all said they never saw him physically hit her they saw parts of the fights and i mean whitney's the only one that said anything but whitney's statements have been nullified so pretty much well and it's even like the whole thing the other day with when they questioned kate moss who literally amber said johnny pushed her down the stairs right johnny and kate both said he was nowhere near me when i came right i fell down those stairs so right there bam perjury right well i love when um when uh, Amber was talking about, oh, I know all of these people will come out of the woodwork to be part of the Johnny show and to be there for Johnny. And Camille was like, Kate Moss had to come out of the woodwork to support Johnny. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Kate Moss is an international star, like model. She doesn't have to do anything. Well, okay. And not she doesn't every, need 15 minutes. Of not fame. everybody that quote unquote came out of the woodwork walked into that courtroom and testified on Johnny's behalf. Right. But okay, let's look at the fact that Kate Moss came out of the woodwork. George's celebrity crush came out of the woodwork. Um, yeah, Joe Perry from Aerosmith and the Hollywood Vampires came out of the woodwork. I mean, the list of celebrities that have come out of the freaking woodwork that have known Johnny for longer than Amber's probably damn near even been alive. Yeah, and they didn't have to say anything. They could have stayed out of it. Well, yeah, but even and- like the the TMZ guy, you know, like and the and the hotel manager, they're not coming out of the woodwork for fifteen minutes of fame. They're watching this trial in real time, going, "That didn't happen," and I was there. That's not what happened. So, mm-hmm. and the TMZ guy is risking being sued over his NDA. So, yeah. you know, it's not he's not there lightly and the hotel manager you know, he wasn't there how would he know he wasn't there so you're calling him a liar no i'm just saying he wasn't there so you're calling him a liar <laughs> well yeah and basically uh. the, the whole thing was, okay well maybe he wasn't there at that moment but you have basically testified to the fact that johnny destroyed mm-hmm. the trailer he went in the next day after supposing claims that the trailer was trashed there was no damage to the trailer except 62 dollars worth of to a sconce okay well that was our okay so take i guess again 
Yeah. Amber lied. A lot. Right. Um, I guess we should move on to our list since we've been talking for a hot minute breaking. We should have just done a whole, we should have just broke down the trial week by week. If we had time to do that, that would have been good, but that's okay. <laughs> Maybe next time when there's a high profile trial and we have nothing but time. <laughs> um, okay. Right. So I'm guessing that you're probably drinking water or tea or hopefully something good for your <coughs> throat and immune system. Um, Actually, Crystal Light Lemonade. Oh, there you go. Well, I have a new cup. I'm trying. A, a what? I said I'm trying. I'm trying to get better so we can get back to freaking knocking out podcast episodes left and right. Agreed. So I we have this new store called Pop Shelf. I had never heard of it before. I think it's in other places, but I had never heard of it until we just got one. And it's kind of like a Ross or a Marshall's, but more upscale, but still really cheap. But they have a lot of cool stuff. So I got this cup and I was like, oh, and then I went back to get two more for my Podmigos and they were gone. But it's a little champagne glass and it says clink. Can you see it? I don't know if you can see it. Siri. I can see it. I was That's so perfect mad. considering like, what's yes. the running joke? What's the running joke every time I freaking say an evening at the movies? Clink. Clink. Yeah, so I'm really upset. I, I went back like a week later to get two more and I was going to mail them to you guys and they didn't have them. Damn it. So I have an evening at the movies cup here for you Maybe with they my. might pop in. Well, maybe they'll get more in. in yeah, a maybe. While. I mean, we still have time yeah. until my arrival in September. True, true. They also had one that was it wasn't it was more slim than this, but it was still like one of the mimosa glasses, and it said it was really pretty. It had picture, and it said, "You're the orange juice to my champagne." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> but anyway, speaking of that, you should be getting a package from me hopefully by Wednesday. The one um, that has been supposedly ready to be mailed out for like a month. I was trying to find another one of these glasses. That's why it's taken so long. Oh, I went back a couple of times. And finally, I gave up. All this forgiving. Like, it's not. Long. I mean, I've had times where it took me longer than supposed to, to get. You will be glad. You too. So it will have been worth I'm the wait. I'm always glad when I get gifts in the mail um i will I mean, say I it cost me 16 dollars to send it i was like with the way postages and you know gas and all that stuff I was like we may have to stop sending each other stuff or send it directly from amazon 16 dollars to send this light little lightweight box i was like what the fuck we're just gonna have ridiculous. to get to this point where we're gonna have to do yearly vacations and <laughs> one of us is gonna have to go well, either I go down there or you two come up here because and then we'll just exchange gifts and bring extra suitcases with us. Like mini Christmas. For like a year's <laughs> worth of freaking gifts. Christmas so anyway, and whatever. Yeah. Christmas can be anytime. I am drinking my um, Amanda Mimosa and my little um, evening. At, I'm going to put the evening at the movies logo on here under clink, I think, or maybe on the other side. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Let's move on to some sip lips. So I have, oh, I'm going to have to exit. 
this to get back to my, okay. I have a question for you. So I have, what? You said you have a question. I'm assuming it's a true or false question. So I said false. It's not. Okay. So there's two, just shut up. There's two Johnny, (laughs) well, three, actually three Johnny kind of Mad Libs, Sip Libs that we could do. But two of them have already been done. One is the Pirates one, and one is Sweeney Todd. The third one is called Yo-Ho. It's a pirate one, but it's as long as the Nightmare on My Street. So I'm going to say we don't do that one. So my question is, Sweeney Todd or Pirates, the Pirates one doesn't have... Huh? That we've already done? Yes. Well, I don't know if you and I have done them. I just know they've both been done on the podcast because I can see that I've clicked on them before um i think chris and i did sweeney todd i think um but but my question between the two is pirates one doesn't have an adjective and sweeney todd does i'd kind of rather do pirates but there's no adjective (laughs) that would mean that we would have a sip libs without it being certifiably fuckable i know so it's almost blasphemy I mean, unless we just throw it in there somewhere, but either way, you decide. I mean, we could we could do one without it being certifiably fuckable, and I don't think it would be horrible. Okay. We'll just we'll just make up for it on my next simplest episode. We'll just say it every single time. Okay, where did it go? I gotta go back and find it. Just be ready for when the first time a noun pops in my direction, because. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did it go? Sorry, I gotta find it because I was on the Sweeney Todd one. Okay, here we go. And this one's actually pretty short, but Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl. Um, you can go first. A person, a name of a person. Duh. Were you going to say Johnny or were you going to say Amber Turd? Um, Johnny. Okay. Johnny Depp. I'm going to say the certifiably fuckable Johnny Depp. See, Johnny now we Depp. don't have to worry about making up for it yes. because certifiably fuckable worked its way into it's, it's his official name. All right. <laughs> Oral noun for me. I'm going to say turds. <laughs> okay, a verb. Sipping. Sip. 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 Okay. Oops, I typed dip. <laughs> a noun. Um, slappy fish market. <laughs> that's george's favorite in fact when we did um we went to dinner last night so when we go to dinner as a family we always do hangman like i carry a notebook in my purse it's a tradition uh-huh. i make everybody do it anyway by the end of the dinner abby was done she was on her phone so george and i just did one he's like this is just for us right and i was like yeah and we're flapping fish market <laughs> uh, yeah, i'm sure abby probably wouldn't have had anything to do with that no she wouldn't have known what it meant but it, it was funny Okay, verb ending in ed. Fucked. Okay. 
verb ending in ing, shitting. <laughs> verb. Mm. Verb. Verb, 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 verb. Sale. Okay. Noun. Okay, this is the only one left. So, do you want it to be roast beef curtains? <laughs> you know it. Okay. Or curtain. Roast curtain. beef curtain. And a verb. You can have the verb. Oh, okay. Um. Annihilate. Because that's what he's going to do to her. All right, here we go. Jack, who makes all these? The certifiably fuckable Johnny Depp. I do, and I practice with them three turds a day. Jack, you need to sip yourself a flappy fish market, mate. <laughs> or perhaps the reason you practice three turds a day is because you've already fucked one and are otherwise incapable of shitting, said Strumpet. You're not a sale, are you? Okay. Certifiably fuckable Johnny Depp. I practice three turds a day so that when I meet a roast beef curtain, I can annihilate it. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> and then Jack. Aww. I, was like, I know I that scene. scene. I, I was like, I remember this where we, we and then you get yeah, we get to the yeah. I, I practice three, three times, times a day, day, so then when I see a pirate, I can kill it. <laughs> the Simplest is a proud member of the Nerd House Entertainment Network. There are many shows there to enjoy. Go check out Moral Combat, where they argue and the audience votes about all kinds of things. Flops, where they discuss laws that make no effing sense. Tangents with Spencer Sellins, where you guessed it, they go off on tangents. And Mid-Tier Entertainment with Rook and Wild 7 playing games and just doing fun stuff. You can find all the shows on the network at nerdhouseentertainment.com. Okay, an hour later, top five Johnny Depp movies. Um, but I guess first, it has been almost an hour later. First question. What's the over-under on how many Tim Burton movies you're going to have? I can tell you what the exact number is, so you're the one that's going to have to guess the over-under. Okay. All right, well, you give on, me a number. Let, let me think about my list really quick. Okay, I know what the number is. Okay, well, you have to give me a number, and I have to say over-under. And that's not the exact number, right? That's not fair. <laughs> I'm going to say... Oh. I thought it would be three. I'm going to oh, say over. Shit. I fucked up. Is three the actual number? Yep. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's how many I thought it would be. Okay, how many do you think we'll have in common? Mm, 
I know if we don't have three in common, then I'm going to be reevaluating our Podmigo status. Okay, well, there's one that I know that you're going to have that I did not put in my top five. So I hope that's not one of the three you're thinking, but we'll find out. Are you sure? Because I have a surprise for you. Okay. Well, no, I'm not sure. That's what I'm saying. All right. Because I will say this right now. There is a movie in my top five list that, well, there is a movie that people may assume is in my top five list that I promise you is not in my top five list and when we get done i will explain why it's not okay well i hope that we're thinking of the same movie um because i had an explanation for not including it as well so okay we'll see if we're having a guma moment all right i'm sure we probably are and i'm sure it's probably the exact same reason why i did not include it in my top five i think we're gonna have three in common as well so well, I mean, it, it, it's a safe bet. Yeah. And depending upon where my other two go and where your other two go, there might be one or two more. Okay. All right. Well, what's your number five? Oh, I should have had us introduce him with quotes. Oh, well. It's too late now. I can't think of a quote yeah, of all of mine. Because i don't have a quote it's okay don't worry about it that was for my number five i could probably come up with a quote for the other four but not number five okay and i probably should considering it's one of the first entries no it is the second johnny depp movie that got done on an evening at the movies And my guest for the episode was Pod Squad member Heather. Heather. And it is the amazing Johnny Depp classic, Benny and June. Oh, love that movie so much. Casey, damn it. What? Right out of the gate, you took away my number one movie. Oh wow! I, yeah, I, that was one of the ones I thought we might yep. have in common. That was one of the off the wall, one of the two that could be more, could be. Yeah, I oh shit! And I didn't I, think you were gonna have it at number one though. Shit. Well, I have. I mean, I have reasons, but you go first. Okay. Because yeah, it's not his most popular movie by any stretch of the imagination. No. Um. God, I'm trying to remember the exact year that that movie 93. came out. 93. I think it literally was one of the first movies after Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. which may or may not be discussed at a later time during this episode. Um, but I think it was a very well-rounded, complete performance by Johnny, Mm -hmm. where you get a little bit of mystery from 
his character. You get a little bit of humor from his character. You get a little bit of emotion from his character. But then at the same time, like the whole scene in the park with the the hat moment. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it is an amazingly well acted movie on his part. I mm-hmm. could not include it at some point in my list. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's the reason it's my number one is that it, to me, it's more of an emotional thing for me that I grew up watching this movie. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first movies that I was introduced to Johnny Depp and it was just so quirky and off the wall. I thought, um, Mary, what is her name? Mary Stuart Masterson. I thought she was just incredible. And I loved the, I guess, awareness to mental illness that it brought, not just on the people that suffer from it, but also their caregivers. Also, I had a huge crush on Aiden Quinn. So that was another reason. Right. I think that was the second movie I'd ever seen him in. And the first movie I ever saw him in was, we're not getting on Aiden Quinn kick, but I mean, the first movie I ever saw him in was Stakeout with Richard Dreyfuss and Emilio Estevez. And those two characters are totally polar opposites of each other well i think i may have actually seen legends of the fall before i saw benny and june or i saw them close to the same time because that was yeah. kind of like my aiden quinn crush phase was legends of the fall and then benny and june um but anyway and yeah johnny's incredible you've got the whole charlie chaplin bit going for him which he did very well and yeah, you could just, you get this vulnerability from his character. This is just, you know, and again, introduces us to one of the best songs in the world. When I wake up, well, I know oh I'm going to be <laughs> that song. Uh, that song so anyway. totally was wiped from my memory for a long time. Until, until I met your mother. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, Marshall. Yeah. So I know uh, Benny and June isn't his most by far critically acclaimed or even something that most people think about when they hear Johnny Depp, but it has a really soft spot in my heart. So that's why I put it at number one. Well, and again, you brought up a valid point too that, and I agree 100% wholeheartedly that a lot of people don't look at the toll, um, any kind of medical condition or mental health condition can take on the person who is the primary care, the care provider for the person that's suffering. I mean, it is a very emotionally draining, physically draining. Yeah. So my hat's off to that movie for bringing light to that topic as well. Again, the ironing of the grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> oh, of course. That, that's <laughs> literally one of the funniest it's moments so in that movie. It's like, <sighs> yeah. And I think the two of them did such an incredible job as actors to portray this connection that they had with barely any words. I mean, Johnny barely speaks in that movie, and especially not yeah. until more towards the end. And even mm-hmm. when she speaks, she's very like not always making sense or or she's like very short, like one or two word sentences. So 
they're able to have this like super powerful connection with barely speaking. And I think that's a testament to the story, but also a testament to the actors, because that's hard to pull yeah. off if you don't have the right chemistry. So, well, all right, then that topic may come up again before we wrap this episode. Just be forewarned, but okay. I'm not providing spoilers. All right. Well, we took my number one off the list, but that's okay. I'm glad we had it in common. I figured we would, especially since you'd done it on an evening at the movies, but Heather will be happy. <laughs> hey, Heather. Hi, Heather. Long time to speak. But yeah, I mean, um, okay. yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not. I won't address that statement that you made because that could provide spoilers to what else might or might not be on my list. Okay. Cool. So, but we can, we can address it when my top five is done. All right. So my number five is a Tim Burton movie and it is from 1999 sleepy hollow. Your number four. Okay. Yep. Sleepy Hollow is one of those. That movies. was the other one that I wasn't sure if you would have or not. Dang. We're so good. we literally have knocked out the mysterious ones. So, and we for sure have three because I know there's two or no four because there's two more we're both gonna have. We may have all the same five just in different order. I'm excited. Okay. Um, considering what my other three are. Uh, uh. all right well we'll see one of them may not have made your list but i have a feeling it probably did okay but i i know of at least two more that if they're not on your list yeah right. the friendship will be reevaluated severely i'm interested to see what order we have them in okay so sleepy hollow i mean first of all it's very you know you've definitely got the tim burton-esque i mean the basically movie almost being in black and white without being in black and white is incredible oh, yeah. and the end where you get them going to new york and it's so colorful it's like whoa um everybody you know the legend of sleepy hollow is a real like legend story fairy tale whatever you want to call it and it's I, a pure american classic piece of literature yeah. johnny is perfect as ichabod crane this budding detective slash you know coroner scientist mm -hmm. whatever and he just is so refined and the movie is so just spooky and it it's one of those movies I can put on in the background and just have it on like all the time. Like I really like it, no. but I can also watch it and be like, I really like this movie. Well, and it's one of those movies that hasn't been done yet on e yet being the keyword mm -hmm. on an evening at the movies and um, I'm actually really looking forward to it because uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow has always been one of my favorite books, cartoons, movies, mm -hmm. whatever. The, I mean... I mean, A Headless Horseman, how I, fucking scary is that? <laughs> exact. Well, and the Disney cartoon... I saw that when I don't even remember when how young I was when I first saw it. I believe the first time I saw that was in a movie theater. Mm. And that yeah. 
the horse freaking rearing up on its hind legs and the yee-hoo. Mm-hmm. No, chilling. Mm-hmm. And that was a Disney cartoon. We yeah. haven't even gotten into any made-for-TV movies or Tim Burton movies or the actual book or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a fascinating story. For me, there's like four main aspects of horror that I love. Vampires, Freddy Krueger, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and I don't remember. We'll throw Michael Myers in there at number four. But, um, no, I mean, yeah, it's like, oh, Stephen King too. But um, it's 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 an amazing story, no matter how. And it's one of those ones that is open to interpret. And obviously, Tim Burton's movie isn't exactly the same as you know the Disney cartoon or whatever. And Tim Burton does take liberties with the story to a certain extent, but. You know, it's still an amazing movie. and It's one of those movies that I'm not offended that it's not faithful. Yeah, and Johnny's performance is so captivating. Like, just the way that he delivers all of his lines is just so pointed. And then, you know, when he first sees the headless horseman and then he's in the bed and he's got the sheets pulled up and he's like his head was missing and they're like no we 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 told you so no you understand his head was missing and he's all scared and they're like yeah we told you (laughs) Mm -hmm. well and even like christina ricci doesn't even give a bad performance in that movie either not at all you don't get me started on the icon who plays quote-unquote the hessian (laughs) Yeah, Christopher Walken, he did a good job there. So, so, yeah. Good one. All right, so that was your number four. So that's two that we had in common. I know so you're going to have my four. number four. What? So I was going to say your number four now. Uh, 2007 adaptation of a Broadway show. Sweeney that was Todd. the one that I wasn't sure whether... Oh. That was the one where I, maybe you might not have it, but I'm like, yeah. No, the other Stephen two you Barber definitely have. Fleet Street. <laughs> that's your number three? Number okay. Three. We're gonna, we have all the same movies. I mean, that's it. We have all the same movies. It's just what? We do okay, because so- literally the other two movies are the two that if you do not have on your list, I'm going to be reevaluating our friendship. I have to figure out which one's your number one. That's good. I think I know. Okay. So Sweeney Todd. Um, I mean, I thought this was a great adaptation of the musical. All the performances were great. Chris and I talked about this. That's when we did Sweeney Todd. It was our Alan Rickman episode. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we talked about this movie. Um, oh, no, Alan Rickman gives an amazing performance. Uh, yeah, movie. he does. But so does Johnny well, Depp, and he's just perfect. So not to get off the Johnny Depp subject, but I mean, Alan Rickman, spot on. Helena yeah. Bottom Carter, amazing. Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen, mm-hmm. amazing. Freaking, and yeah, don't get me started on 
the iconic performance Johnny Depp gave in that movie. I mean, I knew Johnny Depp was a musician, but when I first saw that movie, it was really the first time I really got a taste of how powerful of a singing voice he has. Mm-hmm. And wow. Yeah. I rushed right out and bought the freaking deluxe soundtrack on CVD, on C- CVD, <laughs> CD. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it, I feel like it's, you don't usually expect musicals to be like that. So that's one of the reasons I like Sweeney Todd anyway, is because it's such mm-hmm. a dark subject, but you know, they're singing. So how can it be scary? But no, it is. And yeah, it, everything about it is perfection. Johnny is perfection. And again, with the, it's one of those gloomy kind of spooky movies that I can have on in the background and still watch it or not watch it, but I love it. Yeah. No, and it's one of those Broadway musicals that literally was screaming to have a Tim Burton adaptation mm-hmm. done because I, honest to God, cannot think of somebody who could do justice to that yeah that was perfect for johnny no uh, yeah that no that johnny is perfect in that role tim burton is perfect as the director there's so much perfection in that mm-hmm. movie that i mean even the lesser known actors delivered amazing performances in my opinion mm-hmm. so so that was your number three. So you're okay. number three now. I think I think my number three is your number two. And I think my number two is your number one. If I'm wrong, I'm going to be disappointed in myself. Oh, can I guess as to what I think your number... So you think my number three is my number two? No, my number three is your number two. So your number three is, you think is my number two. Uh-huh. And my number two, I think, is your number one. Because we've already done my number one. So I was going to say, do we want to allow Casey B to guess? But then if I guess wrong, then that totally is going to give the rest of the whole freaking episode away. Well, they're both the same movies. It's just a matter of which places you have them in. There's no way it's not the same two movies. Uh, okay. Is your okay, number so, t- is your number two older or newer than your number one? Newer. Okay, then I was right. So by saying that, then I'm going to preface your revealing of your number three is your number two you will and because it is my number two you will always remember this as the day that you almost caught jack captain Captain jack Jack sparrow yes i mean yeah pirates of the caribbean that's what made him a household name those of us who have been fans for a long time and have seen all his movies know he goes way farther back, goes way that, back but but it was probably that is his, his first 
true venture into the mega blockbuster yeah aspect of how hollywood not saying that previous movies haven't been hugely successful but it was the first real foray into the two three hundred million dollars yeah two three hundred million dollar box offices yeah i mean i've only seen so i've seen the first three and part of the fourth one and that's it i haven't seen the fifth one um but yeah, the first, I mean, for sure, the first Pirates is just a freaking classic. Jack Sparrow is like, you just want to hang out with him. You just want to talk with him and have a beer with him and like go on adventures with him. He's just so cool. Captain Jack Sparrow does not drink beer. Captain Jack Sparrow drinks rum. Rum. Why is the rum gone? <laughs> Why is the rum always gone? Right, the rum. Oh, uh, no, that was, was a second movie revelation with oh elizabeth i had the rum <laughs> yeah it's uh i mean i don't know I, I, anybody who didn't know johnny Depp before they knew him after pirates i mean and yeah to my knowledge the pirates of the caribbean is just it's the ride at disneyland right or is it also a book or a story or whatever I don't recall it being a book. I recall, I definitely know it was or it still is. I don't know. I think it's being shut down. So, that, which is a bummer. I've been on it. It's pretty cool. And well, it's air conditioned. Always oh, a plus. I think it got brought up on a different episode a while back, but Disney's trying to expand and allow for growth with the Star Wars universe and marvel now they have a whole star wars world they have a whole star wars <laughs> section of the park oh, I know. and a harry potter and, section like <laughs> well and yeah and literally evidently this last weekend they're opening a marvel part of epcot too so it's like okay well, evidently, classic Disney is falling by the wayside so that you can kiss the ass of your new shinier freaking toys that you recently bought. If they fucking replace Cinderella's castle with a Death Star, I might kill somebody. Cannot replace I, that castle. There are certain things as, that are part of Disneyland that cannot be replaced, and that would be one of them. I would hope so. So. Uh, so yes um, Pirates Love it Also yeah, for yeah. whenever I think of pirates This is totally off the subject But I always have to say that quote from Jurassic Park Yeah when the pirates of the Caribbean Breaks down the pirates don't eat the tourists <laughs> Right I love that anyway. I was very Fondly reminded of that the other night While Nico was here No. All right. Well, your number one is the same as my number two. So I'll let you go ahead and reveal it. So, okay. My number one is obviously. Before you say it, we are entering a first into the simplest universe right now. You realize that, right? Um, The fact that we officially have broken yours and Chris's record. Yeah. This is the ultimate record. Are the first people that have ever had. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five 
mm-hmm. and trees in common. The only thing better would be if we had had any of them in the same spot, but I'm still not mad about it. This is definitely uh, one for the record books. So that's the next goal for us to shoot for is okay. five in common in the same spot. If I hadn't put Benny and June at number one, um, mine would have been in the same order. So we would have had number one and number two the same. But I, yeah. I just this you know, was one of those lists spot that for me. together. When we decided to do this episode, I literally had it done like that. Yeah. I also had a different movie on my list at number four that we will discuss after I reveal my number one. And you're going to figure out a way to get this to Johnny Depp. I want him to know that so many people love him for so many other things besides pirates. Like I get pirates is the big money maker. It's a big blockbuster, but his career and his like, is just so incredible. His acting is like, it is. I mean, he is one of the most beloved actors of our time for a reason. And it's well, not because he's captain Jack Sparrow. Okay. So. I mean, that's part of it, I but that's did, not why. So, okay. Back to pirates really quick before I move on to my number one. Um, when I first, saw first of the black pearl mm-hmm. it was probably literally less than a month before pirates 2 came out oh okay i was like yeah i was having no part of a hokey summer blockbuster oh. disney blah 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 and i remember that was a mistake not seeing the that in a theater was a mistake <laughs> oh i agree 100 and then every other pirates movie i've seen to completion has been seen in a theater but and it was a huge 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 mistake but i remember when i finally sat down and watched pirates of the caribbean curse of the black pearl and I was watching it with my brother and I literally turned and looked directly at him with a blank expression on my face and said, Oh my fucking God. He is one of the most genius actors I have ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what are you talking about? And I'm like, he literally took himself reinvented himself and Mm -hmm. created this character that is so freaking off the wall that you never it doesn't even look like Johnny Depp he doesn't act like Johnny Depp well I mean to a certain extent he does but I mean but I feel like that is Johnny Depp too that's the thing like yeah, I feel like I mean, that's if he were a pirate in real life, that would be him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it just to me that role screams loudly what the definition of be what being a true actor is all about. Mm-hmm. So, and it made and, me want to go on an adventure. I was like, get oh, yeah. me on a pirate ship right now, and let's go pillage some stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I've it. grown up with a love of all things not all things per se pirates but 
I mean, Goonies is one of my favorite movies of all time. I've seen right. Princess Bride. Know, Princess Bride. And, Which is not a much about, but you know what I mean. No, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. But I mean, and I've seen some of the classics and all of that. And, you know, but Pirates of the Caribbean really brought all of that back and reinforced it in my heart of hearts. So I tip my hat to Johnny for that. Yeah. Okay. Number one and my number two. Number one. Oh, so, my heart. If you remember from earlier in the episode, we referenced the fact that I have three Tim Burton movies on my list and okay. I have only revealed two so far. So obviously that means that my number one movie on the list is also the first time that Johnny Depp came up on an evening at the movies. And is also the first time that Tim Burton and Johnny Depp joined forces together to create one of the most amazing movies of all time. It is the Tim Burton, Johnny Depp classic. Eddie Scissors himself, Edward Scissorhands. No. What did Jen say? Something finger hands? Oh, man, I can't remember her comment, but it was really funny. Oh, God, yeah. That was so long ago. Anyway, yes. Yeah, that episode was before editing, like, two and a half hours long. Yeah. We both were on a severe and not severe in a bad way, but severe Johnny Depp, Tim Burton love fest. Mm-hmm. And, and, and is this where you were going with the whole Benny and June thing and not speaking very much and the connection and all that because yeah. they have that in yeah. this movie too for sure well yeah and I, I don't have my notes in front of me from that episode but i believe johnny had i think 11 lines in that entire movie i remember the, if you want to know what the answer to that question would be please check out the Edward Scissorhands episode of An Evening at the Movies, available Link. wherever you find your podcast needs met. But yeah, I believe whatever the number was, I mean, it's a when I revealed that number, I mean, Jen, that's incredible, almost literally crapped her pants because <laughs> she's like, that seems like a lot, but then it doesn't seem like enough. Right. But then it's like you actually go back and rewatch because I went back and rewatched it after I saw the number and I'm literally like counting one, two, three. We're halfway through the movie, four, five. And it's like, wow. He literally delivers one of the most powerful performances in my opinion, cinematic history. I agree. Without delivering 20 lines. Yeah. I know the number was not bigger than 20. Yeah. It's somewhere. I, I don't, yeah. I mean, he barely speaks at all. Yeah. And I think he only, I mean, most of the lines he delivers in that movie are one word or mm-hmm. three word. You know, there's somewhere in that one to three word line. Yeah. I think he has one or two times where he, 
he says anything semi-substantial and even then it's not a lot so i mean the fact that he can deliver that kind of performance without speaking Mm -hmm. i mean i the only thing i can base a comparison on would be like tom hanks in castaway but even at the same time his stint on the island he still talked constantly throughout the whole entire time on the island yeah he talks to himself and to his volleyball (laughs) who else cried when wilson floated away i cried i ugly cried so hard like and again that is the testament to good acting and yes good writing and all that stuff but the fact that we watched tom hanks talk to a volleyball for two hours and then sobbed when that volleyball floated away into the water if you say that sentence without context you're like what the fuck yeah well and i am secure enough in my love of movies to officially state that and i'm not going to order who goes in which spot but tom hanks and johnny depp are my one and two for favorite actors of all time no they're definitely the in my others. top five i'd have to think about it but yeah for sure they're both incredible i mean but i'm well and they're just good humans we that helps discuss any future announcements that will be coming when we get to coming up on an evening at the movies clink but but yeah i mean edward scissorhands is an amazing movie it's well directed beautiful Johnny Depp delivers an amazingly beautiful performance. And we now have Wino forever because of that. <laughs> right? Cheers to that's Wino. The movie that put Johnny and Wino together and caused him to get the tattoo on okay. his arm. I'm going to interject something. This is a suggestion to, I'll have to tweet this to Netflix and to whoever else might care or pay attention can we please get johnny depp to guest star on stranger things i don't care in what capacity i know that that joyce and jim are the shit but could we just somehow get johnny some kind of guest spot on stranger things i would die okay at this point i could see maybe like 15 20 years ago like yeah, Johnny's not going to do something like that. But at the same time, I also did not think Johnny Depp would do a brief cameo in 21 Jump Street either. Right. Because anybody that knows Johnny's history knows Johnny Depp has absolutely no love for his time on that show. He hated it. He was miserable. But it was also his moneymaker. That's why, like, when people who won't come back to American Idol act like they're too good for it, and it's like, um, no, that made you a star. You have to, you know, Mm -hmm. because the movie that we have not spoken about that we both have reasons for not including that we know is the same movie is Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, would I have loved to have seen Johnny in some kind of Nightmare on Elm Street cameo capacity? Sure. But that's not really what made, I mean, and I still think he, sh- he could or should, but that's not what made him a star. 21 Jump Street made him a star. 
So I think you have to always honor your roots and at least give some level of appreciation because you might not be where you are without that. Okay. And my other reasoning for not including nightmare and it hurt me not to include <laughs> nightmare because you know I'm how much surprised I love. You didn't. Yeah. I, it was on my list until this morning. It's not a favorite Johnny Depp movie to me. That, that is my point. Yeah. Benny and June is a Johnny movie. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow is a Johnny movie. Sweeney Todd is a Johnny movie. Pirates. Pirates, Johnny's great in Nightmare on Elm Street. I loved Glenn, but he's not, it's not like a, I don't associate that movie as being a Johnny movie. Eddie Scissors is a Johnny movie. Pirates, you could make the argument is kind of an ensemble thing. Yeah. But Pirates is still a Johnny movie. I don't no disrespect to Kira and Orlando and Jeffrey Rush and everybody else that was in those movies. Yeah. You you guys all did amazing. But Johnny stole Pirates of the Caribbean from you all. For sure. And I'm pretty sure every one of you will admit that. Okay, so is but Nightmare an honorable mention or not even Nightmare that? Nightmare would be my Nightmare will be my honorable mention because I don't look at Nightmare as being a Johnny movie. I look at Nightmare as being, again, an ensemble cast because, with the exception of Heather Langenkamp, nobody really has significant time in that movie. Right. If Nightmare but, on the Street is anybody's movie, it is a Robert England movie. And a Heather uh, Langenkamp. Heather, Lang- Heather Langenkamp. It's not I will a say, though. Movie. Johnny does have one of the most iconic death scenes in horror ever. Oh, easily by far. Like, I, everybody knows the, of that. I will, I will put in Nightmare on Elm Street against almost any death scene in a movie from 1984 all the way to There are if there is anything better than Glenn's death, there are not very many things yeah. that are it scared better. Scared the shit out of me. And it's gruesome as hell to freaking yeah have a blood volcano coming out of the middle of the guy's right. bed. Even so, though that's the amount of blood I, of like ten humans, but still. <laughs> well, yeah, but that that's not the point. But I know. But yeah, um, Nightmare on Elm Street is my honorable mention. I have two. Um, I mean, I have a lot more on my list, but like my my main honorable mention, I have two. Um, Secret Window and Blow. Secret Window is my honorable, honorable mention. Yeah. It's honorable to the honorable mention list. (laughs) Because again, yeah, I had so many four things, and yeah, Stephen King is one of the four. Yeah. And that movie is such a huge mindset fucked up movie yeah well yeah i love mindfuck movies and right that movie i don't want to say too much about that because i would encourage have a movie to go and see it and i really don't want to have it spoiled for you because it's that much of a mindfuck yeah 
I mean, it's not like freaking Inception or anything like that, Mindfuck, or The Sixth Sense. Right. Eh, I'd put it almost on the same level as The Sixth Sense, but... I I picked up on it, but not until about three quarters. Of the, I, I would say before they revealed the Mindfuck moment, I probably picked up on it about 15 to 20 minutes before that. So it took a long time for it to be. So you're basically in about the last 15 to 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, I guess that's true. Cause, well, yeah, but I mean, before they revealed it, like I started mm-hmm. to pick up on it at like I started catching some of the little hints, but I still wasn't fully prepared for what was revealed. I was like, whoa. So, yeah. No, Great it's an movie. amazing movie. It's an amazing Great. story. If you, well, it was a fantastic if, movie and sort of based on a true story, um, I believe. Yeah. And then I also love Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas just because that is just, it's not like oh a mind God, fuck, but it's just me. fucked up and it's hilarious. <laughs> you have to be high yeah, or drunk while no. you watch that, but it's great. So, yeah, yeah, I've never watched that movie drunk. Oh, my God. that would That might be a bucket list item now. I need to get drunk and watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. We can do it when you come here in my movie room. On the big screen. Yeah, or we can watch Pirates in there so you can have a somewhat theater experience of Pirates. (laughs) Uh, Hey. Couldn't hurt. I'm down. All right, all five in common. Look at us. High five through the screen. (laughs) Clink. Beat that one, Chris Cole. Yeah, in your face. Pew, pew, pew. Um, I'd actually be interested to hear what Chris's favorite Johnny Depp movies are. And Jean's as well. I know, I'm pretty sure she would have Edward Scissorhands. I think she would have Sweeney Todd. I don't really know. I don't know, I don't know how much, I, I don't know that a lot of his movies are her cup of tea, if I'm thinking about it. Maybe Alice in Wonderland. Um, I could see Jen liking Black Mass. That was a good movie based on a true story, but I don't know. I don't know that. And I'm sorry, I will die on the hill that Dark Shadows is a good movie. I enjoyed it. I've also gone back and thank you, Hulu, watched some of the original TV series too. Oh, because they, they have, I don't know if it's the entire series, but I mean, yeah they my mom watched noticed me watching dark shadows when it first came out and she's like what are you watching i'm like dark shadows and she's like you realize i watched that when i was a kid (laughs) i'm like no it just came out and she's like no it was a tv show when i was a kid and i'm like oh I, i will watch that movie just for the whole sequence of when they're playing on top of the world I'm on the top of the world looking down on creation and the only explanation I can find. All right, sorry. Such a good song. It's almost the same as the moment where Big and Little John are listening to. Um, uh, is it, can I have this dance or no? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Can I have this dance? For the rest of yes. my life. Except then Would they get murdered. Be- 
my partner. And then, yeah, yeah, they get killed. And when they're discovered, it's still playing in the background. Well, all right. So hopefully the day this reaches everybody, we will have a verdict in the Johnny Depp show, as Amber calls it. Dumb bitch. Did you see Ben's face when she said that? Uh, I know everybody's about Camille and I love Camille. She's a fucking badass, but oh my God, Ben Chu, his facial expressions. And again, his bromance with Johnny is just my, you can tell they really care and they, you know, Mm -hmm. really poured their heart into their work. And, you know, I think it, not that all lawyers should just care about their clients like that, but I think when you spend that, I mean, this has been years of work. You should at least have some sort of camaraderie or, or something that makes you want to go out there and fight for them. Otherwise, what are you doing? Yeah. But yeah, Ben Ben Chu is one of my favorite people. I have a little crush, and it's not because he's even that handsome. I mean, he's handsome, but he's not like he's no Johnny Depp. But he's just so animated. Not gonna be going out and endorsing freaking Dior colognes that are freaking a hundred dollars a freaking bottle. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Johnny. Oh, it probably cost that before. I don't think Dior would jack up the price because of Johnny. Dior is just no. expensive. Uh, I no, wanted to go get the I Tiffany perfume, and it's a hundred dollars a bottle or like hundred twenty. I was like, "Fuck that shit." Yeah, we're too poor uh, for that. <laughs> I'm like, no, thank you. I'll stick with my freaking poor man's freaking cologne, Aqua de Jo, <laughs> or a uh, uh, CK one for me. Bijan for men. Bijan for men. <laughs> Ombre. <laughs> um, I will just say, and I've seen this on TikTok and memes or whatever, but I just want to say it again for the record. Amber Heard, you had Johnny Depp in your bed wanting to do things with your throat that don't include injury. You could have just laid around listening to him play guitar, smelling like Dior, being all sexy and looking at you with those side glances and those smirks. You had all of that. And instead you left him, took a shit in his bed and then accused him of domestic violence. You're a moron. Johnny, we all would have treated you better. And you're on my list. You're on my past list. So my husband doesn't have to know. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Anyway, so what's coming up on an evening at the movies, Clink? So, okay. Very, I'm not going to go detailed into it. I haven't totally planned the schedule out yet. We're trying to get back into the swing of things. But um, you and I have an episode on Police Academy coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday night after I get off work. So... Tonight, after I get off work, <laughs> um, Chris Cole Duh. and I, I see what you did there. <laughs> will be um, recording the episode. Uh, well, our episode on uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story that was supposed to be done and released last week for the Obi Wan Kenobi series release on Friday. And then other than that, um, the only other thing that I hinted at announcing that we kind of sort of have talked about, well, July, we're going to be doing a tribute to Tom Hanks because Mm -hmm. it's his birthday month. And 
we're currently i think there's still a poll up on there's the way group. too many votes to i don't know how we're going to narrow it down we're we're gonna have to freak well there's a couple we'll have that, to do a tiebreaker poll <laughs> well there's a couple that are like long shot running away as front runners and then there's like five or six that are like tied yeah so we'll probably the running the ones that are running away we'll put those in there and then we'll do a tiebreaker and just figure out a ballpark number as to what and the top vote getters of those will get moved into the schedule we'll have a top five sip list as well so maybe we can maybe we could do that at the start of the month and then kind of figure out what more movies we want to talk about on an evening at the movies that way we get a lot of them recognized but true so and then the only other one that i do want to announce is the fact we need to make sure we have a good date set aside to record an episode of an evening at the movies where we will be wishing a happy birthday on june 9th to the captain himself captain jack sparrow as we will be discussing ironically pirates of the caribbean curse of the black pearl yes I'm excited. Stay tuned for that. And if you want to be updated and are not a part of the group, you can find us on all forms of social media as well. So all right. that's coming up on an evening at the movies. What do you have coming up on the SIP list? Not that you, have you know, right <laughs> I don't really know because I have this one and I have one more to release and I don't have any others pre-recorded. So I need to get on that, but We'll have this you one. so hard to get you caught up and. I did. I had like three so in the can. I didn't have to. I haven't had to record or do much, but I also want to record more. So and it's then okay. all of a sudden out of nowhere, freaking may happened. And yeah. now you ain't got shit. I mean, my daughter graduated high school and some other shit happened. By the so way, yeah, before we get out of here. May has been a thing. <laughs> I just want to say um, from an evening at the movies and KCB, happy graduation to Abby. As Yay. well as um, Mr. Carter Mini Higgins. Squatch. Mini Squatch, yes. As to, and the rest of the members of the class of 2022 as well. But Gene and I as, are officially empty nesters, although I'm not because mine still lives here. So never mind. <laughs> or, yeah. It's yes. all good. We have no more children in high school or anything. And thank God, because maybe I don't have to worry about them getting shot, and I'll have Abby go to college online. <laughs> hey. All right, we're not going to go there. I'm sorry, but no, that's I, a I whole other rabbit hole. I will be doing a maybe just a recording by myself to address the shooting in Uvalde and what is going on in the world with all kinds of stuff. Because I think, you know, we're voting in november for some very important positions and we all need to be and we also have a bunch of kids that just turned 18 that will be eligible to vote in november and i want people to know what's at stake so yeah no yeah anyway. i totally yeah um next Still week, so raw and yeah I, I can't even begin to put a cohesive statement together about my feelings on 
the subject, but I have so many that I as well as the happy graduation, I would also like to say for any person who may or may not be listening to either podcast, um, our hearts go out to the loved ones who lost children and or people they care about in that tragic event as well. So as well as the Buffalo shooting and the yeah no it, we're not yeah all, all of the things any... yeah no 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 i know i just yeah i i haven't been able to sleep and it's like you know it's one of those things where i feel guilty living my life because all i can think about is what if that had been my child and i have friends who have small children i have friends who are teachers and thinking about them going to school and work and just i can't you know we didn't grow up in the age of school shootings. Columbine happened like a year or two after I graduated. So what was Columbine? 99, I think. 98, 99. Or, yeah, and that was like the first exactly big, big one. I know there have probably been others, but we oh, I know there was others because of... like there was one literally right before um, or right after Stephen King published Rage. Right. Yeah, which I remember. was what caused him to have his publisher pull the book from the Backman books and yeah. vow that it'll never be printed again, ever. So for all you Stephen King lovers out there, if you don't know, if you don't have it, don't plan on getting it. And if you do own an original Bachman books, it's worth some cash. Not that I'm selling yeah. mine, but it's worth some money. Yeah, I was going to say, I bought a paperback copy from the podfather and yeah that was i believe a 25 dollar bill i bought a hardcover edition of the same book that has all four books all, all four stories in it on amazon that was 35 and you can't get a copy on amazon anymore for less than 60 or 65 bucks i think yeah i randomly found mine at half price books for 19 bucks and i don't think they knew how much it was worth because i think normally that wouldn't have been on the regular shelf because that it sells for like you know that book is one of those books that the day i hope to god i'm not jinxing us by saying don't say it don't even know what you you know the d word that i'm referring to linked to him but the day that that happens that book is probably going to freaking by a power of 10 increase in price. So if you want a copy of it and you see it for 25, 35, 45, 50, 60 bucks, whatever, you might want to grab a hold of it because uncle Stevie is in his mid seventies. Yeah. And And he's had the abuse of drugs and alcohol for years. So he's probably, not your average hopefully we have decades left but i'm not planning on it so if you don't have it and want a cheaper copy of it you might want to grab it now while you can yeah george is like why do you have all these stephen king books why do you need 10 copies of the shining or whatever and i'm like dude at some point these books could put abby or her kid through college if they wanted to sell them so (laughs) well especially after the right Right. The D word happens. 
the value of those is going to increase significantly. Right. So. Okay. So anyway, um, next week on the SIP list, uh, following this episode, we will have, I have Ben from three films in a podcast and we break down our top five favorite biopics. Beyond that, um, I don't have anything scheduled, so we'll see what happens. We'll figure something out. We always do. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for joining me today. And I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend. And um, don't forget to show your love and appreciation to all the people who have fought for your freedom to sit around and listen to us talk shit on this podcast and to talk all the shit (laughs) that you talk wherever you talk it. Um, Yeah. So have a great week. And uh, justice for Johnny. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and when life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye. Peace. Sparrow. Gentlemen, my lady, you will always remember this as the day that you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow.